When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, welcome to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. If you are new here, welcome. So happy to have you here. Um, I'm super excited for this week's episode because we're going to be doing a little bit of a mini series, if you will, for the new year and just revolving around resolutions and just really talking about things that I really want to focus on in the new year, um, you know, how I'm planning for the new year and really just in planning entering a new phase of life. Um, this new year is hitting extremely differently for me than other like New Year's have. Every year I really look forward to a new year just because it's a very great opportunity, obviously, to wipe a slate clean and start new and start fresh with things, which is obviously great. And with all that being said, you can literally wipe your slate clean and restart right now if you wanted to or tomorrow. Um, I think that holding on and waiting for a specific day to reset um, is something that we tend to do because it feels comfortable and it makes resetting and restarting feel more comfortable because in and of itself, it's a scary thing sometimes. So yeah, I think that um, you can restart whenever you want to, but I think that the start of a new year is something that everyone really looks to, um, to sort of just, you know, restart, refresh, and really see where they're at, where they're wanting to grow, what areas that maybe you didn't experience much growth and you want to reassess. You all know the deal, but the way that this is going to be a series, I don't know if it's going to be two-part or three-part yet, but this week's episode is going to be about things that I'm leaving behind in 2021. Um, like leaving in the year of 2021, not carrying them with me into 2022. I have done an episode like this before. I believe it was last year. It may have been two years ago. I don't remember. Um, But I'm going to do that for this week's episode. And then on the other side of that, um, because this is a little bit more on, I don't want to say a pessimistic side of view of things, but it is pretty much looking at some of the things that I felt that negatively affected my life this year that I'm not wanting to carry with me into 2022. So that's what we're going to be focusing on this week. And then next week, um, if it's a two-part series, I will be doing my sharing my resolutions with you all. Um, And I think I'm going to probably end up just making it a two-part series because I don't want my resolutions to go up so far into January. I still want it to be like super prevalent at the time when it comes out where people are like trying to set their resolutions and it's like hopefully insightful for y'all and everything. So I will probably lump into next week's episode um, how I'm like resetting and restarting and just, you know, wiping my slate clean, I guess you could say for the new year. Um, But I'm super excited to do this because these are like some of my favorite episodes to listen to. I just love sitting down and really assessing like where I'm at and where I feel like I struggled, where I feel like I succeeded and just everything in between and really addressing all of that. So that's what we're going to be doing this week. And I think like I was just saying a second ago, this year's really different because I am starting my big four accounting job entering corporate America January 7th. So like literally right after the new year starts. So it's very Um, This new year is very symbolic of change um, because I'm literally making this big step from, you know, 
or I guess I don't want to say college student because I've been out of college, but y'all know I've been studying for the CPA for six months. So, you know, I'm pretty much, I had this really long, large step going from college student to uh, post-grad life and working in corporate America. And I am finally about to be like completing that step right now um, as I will be starting my job. So it is. I, it inspires me in a way that I am starting a new job. It makes me more inspired to have a true reset moment um, at the beginning of the year because unlike going back to college, like it was the same thing every year, this is completely different. Like I'm literally about to have an entirely different lifestyle thrown at me. So I am really wanting to just like go into it with a fresh, clear mind and really trying to assess like where I'm at like right now before I go into this so that I can go into it in the best headspace possible but with all of that being said I wanted to obviously share my quote goal and gratitude for the week my quote this week is from Pinterest um go figure and it is knowing your power is what creates humility not knowing your power is what creates insecurity um has nothing to do with this week's episode but I saw it on Pinterest and I just really liked it so I had to share it Um, I especially think the latter part of that quote, I mean, the former and the latter part of it are both incredibly true, but I truly think that so much of our, or I know that so much of our insecurity is rooted in not knowing our power and not having um, confidence in what we're capable of. And when you do have that, that truly does cultivate humility. Um, And I just think that that's a great like perspective and way to, great way to look at it. And my goal for this week I really just want to reset and like get in the right headspace for 2022. I want to just, you know, get my apartment clean and just really like write out my resolutions and really just like wipe my slate, I guess you could say, and just prepare for 2022 as the blanket statement of my goal for this week. Um, So yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing that. It's going to be a really hectic week because I'm kind of on the tail end of studying for my hopefully last CPA exam um, here shortly. I literally already take my next one on January 6th, the day before I start work, which sucks, but it is what it is. And it's been really hard to study for, I'm not going to lie, just because I'm very burnt out, as you can imagine, after studying for basically six months straight full time. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's been a process. So I'm struggling through this last bit of it, but I'm trying to just finish out strong um, because this is where how you finish is how uh, that's really what defines you. And, you know, the kind of person you are is how you finish any journey and like difficult thing. Um, Because it's really when the motivation is the lowest, it's when your willpower is the lowest and when you're most tempted to give into distractions. So it's been difficult and it's been extremely difficult during the holidays as well, um, as you can imagine. So with all that being said, I'm very um, eager to be done with this, but it's very hard um, having to balance like this intense study period because I'm in this last bit of studying the last like week and a half and also balance um trying to process the fact that I'm literally entering corporate America so soon so um yeah but that's that and also if the sound sounds different today I am on my phone I'm so sorry I am at home right now recording this and I'm leaving in the morning Monday morning when this episode comes out to go back to Texas but I really do not like traveling with my microphone because the um cord always seems to get bent in whatever I put it in and maybe I just need to be like extra careful and have it in its own bag that has nothing else in it um and carry it like outside of every other bag but it just seems like I could misplace it really easily if I do that 
and I just don't like traveling with my microphone because I tend to mess up the cord and then I have to like buy a new one and or it just doesn't really work the same so I'm on my phone but hopefully the sound isn't terrible so sorry about that if it is um and my gratitude for this week I'm just so thankful to have spent the holidays at home and I hope all of y'all had a great holiday um break as well if you celebrate christmas um and if you don't then i hope you've just had a really great week and you're staying um happy and healthy and um yeah i didn't say that earlier so i meant to it's just so weird that christmas was yesterday i'm literally recording this on sunday and yesterday it felt like christmas the first hour of the day and then everything after that i was literally studying like the entire rest of the day so it was just weird it didn't feel any different for me except for like maybe a little bit of Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning but it's just weird the older you get it just I feel like when before you have a family and kids it truly just doesn't really feel the same um and you're like 20s I feel like and just before you have kids and like after you're not a kid anymore and and rightfully so I mean it's just things are just feel really different because you're no longer a kid but you're also not you don't really feel like an adult yet so you're like why does it feel so weird and it's just strange when you're like coming home and you don't really like live at home anymore but you're in your childhood bedroom and it's just like you're processing a lot and processing that you're like no longer a kid and you're like actually a grown-up in the grown-up world now and it's just very weird but um anyways without further ado let's go ahead and get started into the episode and I can share with you all what I am leaving in 2021 First and foremost, I am leaving not speaking up for myself in 2021. This is something I've always struggled with, and it's something that my boyfriend always points out um, to me, and I'm very thankful that he does, and that's, like, something I love about him is that he doesn't, you know, he's always pushing me to be better, and part of that is being better for myself, not necessarily for him, like, being better for him or, like, being better for our relationship, like, yes, that too, but being better for myself, you know, like encouraging me to take breaks, encouraging me to, you know, process my emotions, encouraging me to stand up for myself and speak up for myself. Um, and it can be the smallest things. Um, like it could literally just be like plans, um, that I'm making with friends. Like maybe I don't think something is like the best idea, like for a plan that I'm making with friends. And I, I just never, I'm not not the type of person to speak up and just like, say how I feel because I don't want to inconvenience other people and I'm very much so a people pleaser but I really want to be better about like actually speaking up and not just like saying like oh yeah like that's fine like if someone you know whether someone hurts my feelings or whether someone just like does me wrong or maybe it's just something super little and I just like don't speak up for myself for the sake of you know not or potentially not disappointing the other person and I think in some situations it's warranted and it's like okay yeah it's not worth like saying how I feel because it's not going to like improve the situation at all but I think a lot of times like I get so frustrated in certain situations and I like question things and I'm just like like why does this suck so much or like why is this so difficult and a lot of the time it goes back to me never communicating how I feel in the first place and like not speaking up for myself and standing up for myself and as a result I'm like getting walked all over or getting taken advantage of and I'm sitting there like ugh like why do I feel like this person's taking advantage of me or why do I feel like this friend is only you know contacting me when they need something like xyz and when all of that's the case I can normally trace it all back to me never speaking up for myself and that's normally like a cause of a lot of that stuff so I'm definitely leaving that in 2021 it's something that I've definitely always struggled with and I think it's just 
part of my desire to keep the peace. Um, I don't really like to disturb um, any peace if I like, if I don't have to, I would rather just not speak up for myself and just be like, whatever it is, what it is and move on. But that can be really harmful to myself in situations. And I don't realize that in the moment. But in time, I realize that me not standing up for myself often will accumulate into a bunch of different things. And then at the end of all of that accumulation, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have stood up for myself and then I wouldn't have had to deal with everything that I just dealt with. Um, So yeah, but the next thing is only showing up for myself when I feel like it. This has been a really common theme of 2021 that I have not liked. And really quickly before I get further into this, I do want to say, and I'm not saying this to... I don't want to sound super negative and pessimistic because you guys know if you've been listening, but that's like, I used to be a very naturally negative, pessimistic person and I really worked really hard to transform my natural like mindset and my natural like thought process to a more optimistic type of thought process and just mindset. But everything aside, 2021 has been the worst year of my life by far um by far and there's been so much that's happened and I feel like as an outsider looking in you're probably looking at my year and you're thinking like how could this have possibly been you know like the worst year of your life like I graduated with my master's finished college for good moved to a big city um and living in literally my dream apartment And me saying this is the hardest year of my life does not mean I am not grateful for all the great things that have happened, like graduating college and moving to a new city and, um, you know, buying my first car and living in my dream apartment um, and paying off like half of my student loans. Like so many great things have happened and I am beyond grateful for every single one of them. And I try to practice that gratitude as much as I can Um, day in and day out. I try to. But with all of that being said, it has been the hardest year I've ever had mentally and emotionally. Um, And I've had really difficult years before mentally and emotionally, but this year has been extra trying for a number of reasons. And a lot of it is stuff that has just gone on behind the scenes that you guys just don't know about because it's very personal to me. Um, And it's just stuff that I have, I think, always needed to tend to and deal with emotionally. But me being the type of person who saves hard emotions for another time and tends to just shove them under the rug. I've had just so much resurface this year that I've been forced to sort of deal with. And I've had a lot of discomfort this year as well. And with all of that, I have just had a lot of really emotionally difficult situations and having to get through them um, has just been really hard. And having to get through all of those things when I'm going through such a intense period of change is just really difficult. Um, And it's just been a really, really difficult and hard year for me. And like I said, it's all just like very personal things. And unfortunately, it's like all stuff I'm not really like comfortable sharing online just because it's just so personal to my life. Um, And nothing like crazy that's happened or like crazy bad. And like some things that have happened this year, some things that happened in the past. But I feel like I this has been a very important year in my life um, in terms of emotional awareness. Um, and I've just come to term terms with like a lot of things that I never processed before and I've had to deal with them way after the fact or um, realize like when you get older and you realize where some of your issues like stem from 
and you start to see a lot of your own flaws, no one talks about how hard and how difficult of a process it is to accept those scary flaws that like you're realizing you have that have affected people in your life in the past, present, and could affect people in in your life in the future. How difficult it is to deal with that emotionally and mentally and just how taxing it is on you to like realize, oh my gosh, like I have, you know, this tendency or this habit or this trait that, you know, I developed when you know something happened when I was younger or whatever it is or it's just part of my personality and I've just come to terms with so much about myself which I think is a great thing because it all ultimately will signify growth but when you initially become aware of it and you have to accept it and accept that you you know it's not easy to just like admit like your horrible like tendencies or flaws that you may have and like look at them dead on in the eyes and, you know, try and change and grow from them. And it's so, so difficult and so hard, but I'm so grateful for it because I think in the long run, it's going to be super beneficial for me in terms of working on those things and changing those bad habits or um, tendencies I may have or, and just like, I don't know, just like random things that like I just never dealt with in the past and like things that happened this year that I just tried to shove aside that were really hard for me to process and that I've had the process now just a lot of difficult stuff and it's all it kind of spans across every single aspect of my life like it's not really concentrated in one niche area of my life it's truly is across everything and it's more so just like learning more about myself and I think that it's gotten me to this very raw and vulnerable state and it's really weird and no one ever talks about it. But all of that's besides the point. Um, I just wanted to get that out there because I know this time of year is when we tend to see an abundance of, um, you know, posts about like, oh, like this has been the best year of my life. Here's all my highlights. And because social media is truly a highlight reel and that's like all we really see, like not that many people are going to go on social media and say this is the worst year of my life. And it's for a number of reasons, because when you say that, like, it's hard to like just kind of candidly post that because not people want positivity. You know what I mean? Like people aren't going to want to see the negativity. So I think subconsciously we keep ourselves from sharing a lot of negative things because we don't want to come off as complaining or ungrateful or just overall just like a negative person. So as a result, we tend to only post the positive and happy things, but that's just like not how life is. So I just wanted to set that out there that this has by far been the hardest year of my life and I have struggled beyond belief and I am still struggling beyond belief right now. And it really scares me that I'm struggling a lot right now emotionally and mentally and I'm about to enter a new phase of my life and have a whole entire plethora of problems and other responsibilities stacked on top of me while I'm pretty much going through the thick of a lot of these hard things right now. (laughs) So it's scary, but I just wanted to put that out there because I don't want any of you to feel alone and feel like, you know, you're sitting there comparing yourself to other people on social media and wondering like, oh my gosh, like this year has been horrible for me. How are people having a great year? I'm right there with you. There have been amazing things that have happened this year. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure you've had me, all of us have had like something amazing happen this year. And it's so important to be grateful for those things and to put more energy into those things than we put into the negative things. But we also have to kind of naturally pay mind to the negative things and see if they're in our control or not and if they are you know 
figure out how we can overcome them and control them and keep them in our control. And if they're out of our control, we kind of just have to let them go. So that's that. But anyways, back to the point, only showing up for myself when I feel like it. This was a very common trend of 2021, um, primarily because I truly just think with this year, with the amount of change I dealt with and went through, that came with adjustment periods, with moving to a new city, getting used to a new routine, um, with studying more than I've ever studied in my entire life, uh, literally full-time, seven days a week, many hours a day, like six months straight is very, very difficult. And because of that, this whole latter half of the year, I have really put myself on the back burner. And I think that because I've put myself on the back burner, that's why I've kind of had a lot of emotional awareness come about because I have neglected so many things that typically help my mental health that I have basically eroded my mental health to just about nothing um, for the sake of you know, studying and for the sake of having to do all of that during the day and not really having much time to do anything else. As a consequence, my mental and emotional health has just like kind of completely deteriorated into nothing. And because of that, I have had a lot of this emotional awareness come about. But I've only showed up for myself when I feel like it because I am so drained from studying all the time. And with so much change going on, it's like when you're trying to adapt to something and you're like trying to convince yourself to like take care of yourself and like do all these things like working out or, you know, I don't know, just whatever it is that's in your routine that you define as showing up for yourself because it's different for everybody. Showing up for yourself means different, something different for me than it may for you. And this whole back half of the year, I have just I've literally only showed up for myself when I felt like it. And that's not how things should be. And, you know, like you should have enough respect for yourself and love yourself enough and want the best for yourself enough to show up for yourself even on the days when you don't feel like it. Because it's when you show up on those days that you don't feel like where change is made and where growth is made. If you, for the rest of your life, only showed up for yourself, your job, your significant other, your family on the days you felt like it, we would all probably be like the worst employee, the worst like, you know, advocate for ourselves, the worst like family member, because the truth is we're all tired. Like we all have so many responsibilities and it's so hard to get ourselves to show up for ourselves when we have so much expected of us and we feel like we're being spread so thin. And I mean, that's the whole point. Like I've just had so many times this year where I'm just like, I just truly just don't think I have any other energy in me to show up for myself and that's my fault because I haven't prioritized it enough like if I prioritized it more I would 100% have time for it but instead you know I would rather you know get ahead on editing videos so I can get two videos up this week instead of one when in reality I don't really have to get up two this week I could just get one and I could maybe take care of myself for the day or something like that instead and I've had moments where I have done that I'm not saying that I've never not shown up for myself um when I didn't feel like it I'm just saying like the primary theme has been only showing up for myself when I feel like it and especially in terms of like moving my body and doing things that make me feel happier and overall just support my mental health I've been I've just neglected a lot of those things um and only done them when I truly felt like it and I'm so much happier when I do those things when I don't feel like it and when I do feel like it The next thing is living in a natural state of fear. 
I don't know what happened this year, but I feel like I have been kind of living just like from a state of like constant fight or flight mode. Um, I know that's like psychologically that means something, but I feel like I've been living out of a natural state of fear. Like my natural state is not like calmness and peace. My natural state is like fear and anxiety. And I don't really think I can say that that's like been the case before in any other year. Like I've had specific bouts and like specific moments where I have been very anxious and very stressed. And a lot of my decisions do come out of fear and anxiety, but I don't think I've ever had a year or a period of time where my natural like state, natural resting state is a state of fear. Like, I feel like because of all this change that I've gone through this year, like with graduating college and moving to a big city, when I literally have no idea what it's like to live in a big city and I was sitting here thinking that it was going to be like this easy adjustment and that I really wouldn't have that difficult of a time because I'm familiar with the city and I know people in the city, so it shouldn't be that hard for me and all this stuff. But no, it's freaking hard. And I, as a result, I think that because of all this change and not really knowing how to process it and, you know, dealing with being in a completely different phase of life, living a new lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera, all of that has like sort of put me and then living in this natural state of fear where like all decisions I make, I feel like are based out of fear instead of out of like confidence and out of like what I want to do. And I don't know. I just... I really hate the feeling of feeling like I'm in a constant fight or flight mode. Like I'm constantly just like on edge and it's the worst feeling because I, I don't know, like it's the weirdest thing. Like just the smallest things just like really set me off. And I just feel like I'm very, I'm just in a natural state of anxiety basically. And I don't want to be that way. Um, I know I can't just like turn to the next page of my calendar and wake up on January 1st and that no longer be a thing. So, I mean, obviously this is a hypothetical figurative type of situation when I'm saying I'm leaving this in 2021, but I do want to sort of figure out how to get out of this natural state of fight or flight because it's a horrible way to live. Let me tell you, because living in a natural state of just anxiety and fear of like what's next and like what, what's going on, it's horrible. And I don't think anybody needs to be living this way, but I do understand that like people do live this way all the time. And some people may just go through phases of living this way. And that's kind of how I am right now. I think that it's due to the high stress environment of taking these exams and like trying to finish all of them before I start work, knowing I'm about to enter the corporate world and be juggling like a bajillion different things. And knowing that, you know, my life as a college student's over when that's like where I stem so much about my identity from so much has kind of poured itself into me living in a natural state of fear. So I kind of understand why I'm living in this state, but it's more so of getting out of it that I'm struggling with and trying to figure out how to get out of it that I'm struggling with. Okay, next thing I kind of touched on already, but shoving things under the rug to deal with later and um, just the overall struggle of having to process things that I should have processed a long time ago. Um, this is just something I have seen seriously always struggle with. I'm pretty sure that it's been in my New Year's resolutions every year since I've been doing New Year's resolutions is to learn how to actually process things when they happen. Um, This is such a struggle because in friendships and relationships, um, relationships with your family, whoever it's with, this can really become a problem. Um, Because if 
you have certain feelings about something or an emotion or, or you feel a certain way in reaction to the way somebody maybe treated you or something like that. If you don't process it right then and there and like deal with it with that person, maybe not necessarily right then and there, but you deal with it like in a proper time frame very soon after it happens, maybe not immediately after, like I said, and you just sweep it under the rug, all that does is build up resentment. And you're just going to build up resentment towards that person or that group of people, that family member, that friend, whatever, if you don't deal with the emotion because it is just sitting there culminating in you. It's like growing. I literally like to think of it as like weeds growing in a garden. Like you never dealt with it and you never tended to them and they're just sitting there growing and growing and growing. And you're going to wonder why like you just things fall off and everything. And it's because you like are literally resenting this person because you never got closure with your emotions with this person, this family member, whoever it is. And as a result, you know, you've shoved everything under the rug, you've built up this resentment. And now like that resentment is affecting the state of your current relationship with that person. And I'm not really, I'm not specifically talking about like a romantic relationship or anything specifically, But I've dealt with this so many times with different circumstances throughout my entire life and with different people. And this is the worst thing ever because you could literally no longer like have contact with a person and it can be five years later and you literally have built up resentment towards a certain thing or topic or whatever it is or maybe just that person in and of itself because you never addressed it and you just swapped it under the rug and never dealt with it. And like, hello, that's a horrible way to live. Um, But it's literally how I live. Like that is my natural response to difficult and tough emotions that are difficult to process. They scare me. So I literally am like, I'll deal with this another time. And then before I know it, I am being like literally torn up and just these emotions start consuming me. And I'm like, what in the world is happening? And it's like all basically busting through to the surface when it's been buried inside of me for a long time. And then I'm having stuck there having to literally go through something by myself with a person who may or may not still even be in my life because I never dealt with it in the first place and it's just not a good way to live and it's honestly I think it's just like a sign of I mean I don't know I could be wrong about this but I personally feel like it's a sign of like emotional immaturity like you don't really like you're not comfortable with certain emotions and I don't know what that says about me but I really struggle with that. Like just being honest, I'm very, very, I just have a really difficult time with dealing with things that are really like painful and um, hurtful and just overall like intense emotions. I don't do well with, I don't know why um, and how that happened, but I just shove them under the rug and they, every single flipping time, I don't know why I haven't learned it by now and why I'm still putting this on my resolutions list, but I have to, because I'm still struggling with it. But every single freaking time it comes back and it bites me in the butt years later, months later, weeks later, whatever. And it's the worst thing ever. So, um, that is definitely a resolution and it probably will be for a while until I can get this crap figured out. I don't know how to stop like not processing things when they happen. Like, I just think I'm too busy. I'm too, I can't be bothered by dealing with that right now. So I'll deal with it later. And I just sweep it under the rug and I'm like, nope, I'm fine. Like, it's all good. I'm going to keep living my life. And I don't have any consequences of, you know, what happened. And it's just like, 
or the person doesn't. So I don't know. It's just weird. I've had like interesting like friendship dynamics where that's happened and um, even stuff with like past relationships and stuff. And it's just like hard, like when you don't deal with it and I don't recommend not dealing with it because then you're just wondering why you're still struggling with something um, and still like hurt by something it's like okay this wound should be closed it's been a long time like what am I doing um so yeah that's enough of that but next is comparing myself to others I have said so many times on this podcast how I used to compare myself to others so much and so bad and I was horrible about it blah 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 um and then I finally just kind of kind of came into my own as I learned like my passions and I became confident in myself by pursuing my passions and everything and um comparing myself to others just wasn't something I struggled with as much anymore once I sort of came into my own that way well this year I kind of regressed a bit on that and I really struggled with it this year I don't know if it's with um I don't really know what caused it because I didn't really do anything differently I just think my security overall like I have felt more insecure this year than I have in the past like in other years and I say that, but like, I'm also way more secure this year than I was in other years, but it's just like, I'm insecure in certain er areas, more insecure in certain areas. Like I've been very insecure in my like content creation presence, I guess you can say like my presence on YouTube and like Instagram and everything like that. Like I've been very insecure in that. Like I've always felt almost embarrassed to like post things and I don't know why, like how that happened. And I've been comparing my numbers and like performance a lot to people this year when I never, ever struggled with that in the past. And I've had a lot of insecurity rooted in that. But then on the other side of things, I have a lot of security in my life and like other areas where I'm way more secure than I was in the past. So it's only really, I feel like in concentrated areas that I'm struggling with comparing myself to others, but nonetheless, it affects me. So it's something that I, you know, need to deal with. But I truly just, I don't know. It's something that I didn't think I would struggle with again, but I mean, it's probably a little bit ignorant and silly of me to think that I would never struggle with it again once I sort of overcame it. But that just goes to show, you know, like we're always going to have, you know, peaks and valleys in our life where we struggle with things and where we don't struggle with things um, as much. And this year just happened to be a valley for me with comparing myself to others. And hopefully I will climb back up to the peak where I will not be doing that as much because it definitely affects your quality of life and your contentment and it really takes away from your gratitude when you are constantly comparing yourself to others. Next is trying to fit in molds that were never meant for me. Uh, you guys, I don't know if anybody else has dealt with this, but graduating college will have you have an identity crisis like no other. I have had identity crisis after identity crisis after identity crisis this year like I think I've literally like asked myself in my head like who am I so many times this year and I I think I have an issue honestly with fully embracing myself and who I am um I think who you guys like see like on YouTube and on my podcast it is a it's a very like strong like true representation of me but it's only part of me. I've never allowed myself to fully be me. And part of that is the pressure to fit in a certain mold as being a content creator and to like look a certain way and to like dress a certain way, have a certain style, do the things that get the most, you know, numbers or perform the best, whatever. There's obviously pressure there to do that. But I've 
I just feel like my personality is so all over the place and it's really I don't think any of us are really meant to fit in one mold per se like I think we all kind of spill into like all different areas but I have certainly like found myself very confused this year and like trying to fit in certain things that just like aren't really meant for me whether that's you know like a lifestyle or um just I don't know my style in and of itself like how I dress whatever it is I've just struggled with it a lot this year and I really just want to be better about fully embracing who I am and like owning it and just like I don't know I don't even know what that means for me like how that would look different than like how I am now um but just accepting you know me and like not trying to adapt who I am and the way I am in person or online to fit what's popular to fit what's trending to fit what performs best I just want to pay no mind to those things and just allow myself to be me and what a liberating thing you know to just allow yourself to be you um and not be so caught up on what others will think of you and how others will view you and how others will react and like who will be there and like to just literally be you with no regard to anything else like that's just the goal um and I just want to leave behind you know trying to force myself to fit in these little boxes that I just never belonged in in the first place next is poor consistency um I was consistent in some areas in my life in 2021 and not in others and I just really hope that I can get my crap together with this because consistency is so important in life if you're wanting to see results and just like actually bear the fruits of your labor and not having it is really exhausting because when you don't have consistency like you're constantly you constantly feel like you're contributing to something but you're not really seeing results and feeling like you're constantly putting in time effort and energy into something and then literally seeing nothing come out of it due to a lack of consistency is super discouraging like nobody wants that and that's definitely something I've dealt with this year so I really think that um you know the more I can be consistent and the more I can show up for myself when I don't feel like it kind of ties into that point and the more I can just truly be consistent through as many areas of my life as possible I think the more confidence I'll gain and the more happy I'll feel and the more I'll feel like I can like really trust myself with decisions and I'll just be able to you know see results and you know be motivated by them because it's really hard to maintain motivation or even have any motivation um when you're not really seeing any results in anything in your life because you literally only show up for yourself when you feel like it and you don't have consistency next is letting stress control my life um this is something that's been new to me this uh no not new to me I've had other years in my life like definitely in high school I had some periods where stress was like literally my default and I let it control everything about me and it really affected me like my personality and like it affected friendships relationships whatever but it has truly just been taken to another level because of my like CPA exams and everything this year and just like the um knowing that starting work is right around the corner I've just really let stress control my life and it's only going to get worse if I don't stop that now and leave it in 2021 because I'm obviously about to have a whole other full-time job going on and it's going to be really easy to like let that have control over me and all the stress from it control my life um but I think that 
trying to keep my stress confined and like not let it bleed into all other areas of my life is something that's super difficult and really just hard to deal with. And I think if you can, you know, get to a place where you're stressed, you don't let it go past like where it's at. Like you acknowledge it's there. You do what you can about it. You know, if something's in your control, you fix it. If it's not in your control, then you let it go. And if you know, you, the stress is still there. You kind of have to work through it. You have to do things that mitigate that stress and reduce it. Um, whether that's working out for you, talking to a friend, whatever it is, but you only like leave it in that part of your life. Like you're not carrying it over into feeling frantic while you're trying to like get dinner together and you're not carrying it over into, you know, your relationship and like taking out all of that stress on your significant other. Um, that's what I've struggled with this year where I'm really, really stressed in one aspect of my life. And it's really, really difficult to not let it affect all other areas of your life because stress is such a strong, strong emotion. And my next point is giving emotions more meaning than they need or should have. And that's kind of what I mean right here with stress is you can very easily give it way more meaning than it needs on accident, like and subconsciously, but you know, truly, if you can just get to a place where you let yourself be stressed, where you're stressed and allow yourself to enjoy the other areas of your life without carrying that stress into it, it's really, really helpful. And I was really, really good at this. I want to say like my, through my like ending, like last few years in college, I got really, really good about this and like not letting my school stress necessarily affect like my any other areas of my life and like yes it does bleed into it because it's kind of natural and it's hard not to because it's always in the back of your mind but you don't want to give it the power to control your life to where it's literally the number one thing in all areas because when it's when that stress is at the forefront of everything it's just going to make everything so much more difficult and so much more worse and in doing that you're giving your stress way more meaning and power than it needs to have Um, And it feels a lot worse than it really actually is. So I really want to leave that in 2021. Next is giving my emotions more meaning than they need or should have. Like I just said, this one just goes for itself. Um, You know, anytime I'm feeling really overwhelmed and, you know, maybe angry, frustrated, whatever, I am definitely someone who tends to give my emotions just way much more meaning than they should have. Like I said, Like, I truly am not realizing that it's just, like, an emotion and a reaction to something, and I am sitting here giving it so much more power than that to where it can, like, really control my mood and my overall just, like, day, and it can really affect me. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, emotions deserve that, and, like, they are very strong and heavy, and you do need to process them and let them have that meaning, But I think especially with negative emotions, we give them way more meaning than they need to have. And with positive emotions, we don't give them enough. So I kind of want to like maintain that balance of, you know, giving my positive emotions and feelings more meaning and thought and effort and energy and then giving my negative emotions less because I tend to over fixate and dwell on the negative ones way more than the positive ones. And last but not least is forcing myself to do things I don't enjoy just because I feel like I should be doing them. 
Um, I do this with workouts. <laughs> um, I will get really sick of doing a specific workout or my routine and I will force myself to keep doing those things. And then what ends up happening? Oh my gosh, surprise, surprise. I end up resenting working out because, and every time I think about like anytime the word workout would pop up in my head. And if I am sick of strength training, for example, I'm not right now, but if I was sick of strength training and I kept forcing myself to do it because I felt like I needed to be doing it. My instant first thought when I think of going to the gym or working out is negative and it's resentment. And that's not going to like do anything good for me. So like, why should I sit here and keep forcing myself to do it if I don't enjoy it? Like literally just let it go, try something new and come back to it when I feel like doing it again. Um, I especially do this with working out, but I also do this in other areas of my life. Like, um, for example, like I'm trying to think of something else, but I mean, maybe a a good example is like going out. Like I get invited to like go out and do things with like my boyfriend and some of his friends quite often in Houston. And I reject just about every single time just because I am (laughs) so busy, as you guys know, just with studying and everything. And I just can't afford to do that right now. Um, and there have been times when I've like said, yes, I'm like, you know what? I need to do it. I'll do it. And I'm glad I did. But going out and like going to a bunch of different bars isn't really all that fun to me. I think it's great to do every now and then, like once a quarter maybe. But I am somebody who much more prefers like an intimate cocktail bar type of setting or going to a restaurant and having food and drinks and just like staying for a while and hanging out in the apartment. Like I'm just a lot more low key. I don't have energy to stay up really late, be in extremely loud areas. I get very overstimulated very easily now that randomly happened this year to me. So I don't like extremely loud environments a lot of the time. Um, and yeah, so I, it's like, why, why am I going to sit here and force myself to do something just because I feel like I should be doing that? Like, that's the worst reason to be doing something is because you feel like you quote unquote should be doing it. Um, and I think the strongest like example of this is definitely like working out for me this year. Like I burnt myself out and I've found myself trying to just like keep doing certain workouts because I feel like I should be doing them. Like strength training in my apartment gym is the most difficult thing ever for me right now. Um, and I'm like sitting here forcing myself trying to do it, but I need to make a change and do something I actually enjoy because if I don't make a change, I'm just going to keep hating it and resenting it. And that's just going to do nothing but demotivate me more and more each time. So, okay. That is everything. I hope y'all enjoy this episode. Um, it's been a really interesting week for me being at home this last week at home before starting my full-time job and entering corporate America has hit so different. Honestly, just because, you know, it's like I coming home for the last time as like a kid, like I'm not a kid, you know what I mean though. But the last time before I start my full-time job and just coming back to like where you grow grew up it's just a really weird feeling a lot of interesting emotions come with it and processing that you're you know no longer in this one phase of life and you're stepping into and moving into this next phase of life I've just had this whole identity crisis this week who am I what am I doing with my life why am I doing this is this what I enjoy I don't even know who I am and you add that into the mix of, you know, this transition that you're going about, that I'm about to be going through. 
And then add also on top of that, the natural regression you get every time you go home. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't go home that often. I feel like I've gone home a lot this year, honestly. And every time I go home, there's like some sort of natural regression that happens where you just kind of like revert back to a version of your like childhood self, whatever that may mean for you. Maybe it's like revisiting like old emotions or, you know, just like revisiting into old habits and old patterns or whatever it is. And when I have all of that blending at once, it's just this whole cluster, you know, what of what the heck is going on and who am I? Like, I literally have all these moving parts of like my me regressing to like my high school self and just weird things about that. And then me stepping into my full-time corporate job, um, for the first time about to start working for my life, saying goodbye to being a child and being back home in the holidays, which is just weird. All of this is going on and just, I don't know, having the pressure to like see people because you don't know when you're ever going to see them again because about to start working and blah, blah, blah. It's just like so many moving parts that just really made me like super emotionally like strung out and exhausted this week. This has been a very emotionally exhausting week despite it being great being home. It's just me being honest, but I mean, it's been great still nonetheless, but I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, I really enjoyed like planning it out for y'all and I really didn't want to like make it long just to like have a lot to talk about. I really tried to focus on like the main things that I thought were really most prevalent for me this year. And hopefully, um, you know, it inspired you to maybe think of things that you want to leave behind. And when you do this, I think it's a really great stepping stone into forming your resolution. So if you have a hard time making resolutions, I highly encourage you to do this and make a list of the things you want to leave in 2021, because I think it's the best way to sort of segue into making your resolutions. Um, I really, really think it's super helpful because you can look at the other end of the things you want to leave behind. So like if you want to leave behind poor consistency in 2021, how are you going to turn that into a resolution for 2022? You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're asked what your greatest weakness is in an interview and you're supposed to be like, okay, this is my greatest weakness, but turn it into a strength same exact type of concept going on here. So hopefully that makes sense, but be sure to follow the Embloom podcast. It's just at Embloom podcast on Instagram and, um, also join the Embloom podcast Facebook group. And I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you all next week.